Seeking Culture. I'm your host, Sabrina, and here we are on Renegade Talk Radio on Renegade Nation. Thanks for listening. Today, I wanted to talk to you about the power of creative visualization and how it helped me in my life. Now, a lot of people have heard about creative visualization, and a lot of people have used it, and a lot of people are not using it, but they really should be. And the way I actually was introduced to the concept formally was when I was 18 years old, looking for a way to get into college, trying to figure out a way to use the power of my mind to make my dreams come true. In fact, a lot of us actually use creative visualization and we have done so since we were kids. I mean, it could be as as simple as having a memory of something that we really truly wanted more than anything else and just focusing our mind's eye on attaining that. And there's no shame in admitting that when you're a kid and you wanted something, there was a lot of cajoling that you did, a lot of uh, negotiating that you did in order to get it. And a lot of uh, repetitive talk surrounding that thing or yeah, thing or item, because that was what your focus was on. So here I am, 18. I'm looking for a way to get into college. I wasn't a, protect, a particularly you know stellar student in high school. I wasn't very interested in a lot of different things. Um, I found the subject matter to be dry. I knew that I could excel if that was what I wanted to do. But the truth is, is like a lot of other high school students, I wasn't really you know, in the game. That wasn't really what my mind was set on. So while I had a few subjects that I did great in, there were many more that I didn't. Uh, So years went by. And so here I am, I've graduated high school and I took a gap year off. So I took a year off. It's called a gap year. I took some time to myself to travel around. I went to Europe. I came back home after a few months so I could get into college. I mean, I hadn't told anybody that that was going to be my goal, but that's what I was thinking about. That's what I had set my sights on. And I didn't know how I was going to come up with the funds. And of course, through conversation with people who were in the know who had gone to college, I found out that there was something called financial aid that you could, you know, apply for. Um, I was thinking that I could do it all on my own. How expensive could it be? And then I started to, you know, pull for applications and I realized that it was actually a very expensive endeavor and if I wanted to do it, I would need some help. So I approached my father for some assistance um, because at the time that I was interested in going back to school, the uh, fall semester had already started and so I was thinking, what can I do? So I approached my dad and I said, listen, I I wanna go to college and I it's too late for me to apply for financial aid. So I'm thinking if I get a job and I come up with half of a semester's tuition, would you be willing to come up with the other half? Now, my family wasn't wealthy. Um, not that you have to be wealthy in order to go to college, but you know, it's nice to have savings. It's nice to be able to do more than just make ends meet. And my parents at the time were um, doing just that. And so he said no. But he went a step beyond saying no. He didn't just say no because he didn't have the money. He went on to basically what I would call, 
give me a slap in the face. He told me that I wasn't uh, a stellar student in high school, and so he didn't really think that I would be worthy of that education, uh, that college education, should I attain it, because I hadn't proven to him that it would be something that I would be good at, something that I would want, and quite frankly, he didn't think I deserved it. So, of course, I was pissed. I was hurt. I tried to figure out how I was going to do it, because whenever someone gets told at the right time in their life that they can't do something, that they can't achieve something, that they're not worthy of something, all of a sudden there's nothing that they want to do more in their life than to prove that person wrong and make them eat their words. So there I was, 18 years old, trying to figure out how I'm going to turn things around and essentially just throw it up in my old man's face and let him know that I was a winner after all and I wasn't the loser that he thought I was. So I don't know why or how this book, Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain, came into my life. But basically, the tag on it is, use the power of your imagination to create what you want in your life. So, what did I know? I knew that I wanted to go to college. I knew I didn't have the money. I knew that I didn't know how I was going to get it. I knew that I was filled with fear but I was also feared, I mean, I was also filled with a lot of desire. So I read this book cover to cover because instead of um, just doing it piecemeal, because inside this book, she has different activities or techniques that you can use as a visualizer in attaining your your goals. So I read the book cover to cover thinking, is it really possible? It just seems so simple. It just seems that this small book would be like kind of like deceptive in a way. I thought there is no way that you could have so much power in a book that only has like a hundred and... 170 pages, 176 pages. I was like, there's no way, no way that all of the answers to getting what you wanted could be in this book. But I had to set all my doubt and fears aside and just go ahead and go for it. And I read the book, like I said, from cover to cover. And then I started to put the steps in place. And when we come back, I'll go ahead and I'll explain to you exactly what those steps were. So stay tuned. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. And we're back. And I'm about to share with you the secrets to creative visualization and the techniques that I used in order to create what I wanted in my life using my imagination. So the first thing that I did after reading the book was trying to figure out which technique worked for me. Now there are several methods that you could use here, several techniques that are available to you. And a lot of people will welcome this if they're open-minded. Now, for those of you who have never heard of it or never thought about it, you're gonna have to maybe sit with it and get out of your comfort zone and think that yes, your mind is powerful and there are things that you can achieve and things that you can make happen. So the basics, right? You have to figure out what is create a creative visualization. Well, basically it's holding something in your mind's eye and not letting it go. But believing in something 
to the point where you can actually create that thing, where you're actually feeling the sensation of experiencing that thing. So you also have to understand that being, doing, and having are important things. So you have to be who you are, but you have to do certain things in order to get where you want to be in order to have that thing which you desire. All right, so there are different things. Once you've set your goals, you have to write down your affirmations surrounding that goal. It's always important to write down, you know, what it feels like once you've attained that goal, right? So I am successful. I am an owner of XYZ company. I am a wonderful speaker of fill in the blank. It has to be something that you are tapped into, tuned into, something that you believe in, something that you want to create in order to have an effective affirmation, okay? So there are different um, techniques, like I was saying. So you can do meditation, opening up your energy centers, sitting cross-legged, just like everybody says, and just quietly focusing on your breath until you can picture in your mind's eye what it is that you want in great detail. Okay, so in my situation, I wanted to get to college. So I had to figure out what an ideal scene would look like on a college campus. And for me, I would always imagine that it would have a quad, uh, like an open space that was surrounding, uh, that was surrounded by buildings, different halls of education. So a humanities hall or a social studies hall, a math building, a science building, a library, a gymnasium, all these things were things that went into my ultimate scene, my ideal scene on a college campus. Dorm rooms, a cafeteria, different things like that, that helped me to really get into that headspace that I needed to be in in order to create my visual to such an extent that I made it real. So once you are sitting there with this vision, you start to minutely come up with things. What are you wearing? What is the temperature like? What do people look like? What are they wearing? What kind of conversations are they having? What kind of day is it? What do the buildings look like? All the way down to the minutest detail, like it could be the bushes surrounding the buildings. It could be the way that someone was laughing in the background. I mean, really inserting yourself into this vision. (laughs) It probably sounds like something out of the matrix, but it's true. So that's one way you could do it. Okay, another way that you could do it is by using a pink bubble technique. So you can imagine yourself, let's say, seeking a partner. So you would imagine what your partner looks like, what they would sound like, how they would treat you, and create this visual of a person in your mind's eye and then surround them or that visual in a pink bubble. Okay, now 
the whole point of this is not to make you feel uneasy and make you think that, oh my gosh, this isn't like uh, something that I can do because my beliefs don't coincide with that. You don't have to be any particular denomination in order to do this, folks. You just have to clear your headspace and think about your goal to such an extent that you actually create it. So I went ahead and I did that for myself, step by step. And in the event that maybe I was going off course and maybe my imagination was too powerful and maybe I was dreaming out of bounds, right? Because you never know what's meant for you. You never know what your destiny holds until you realize, wait a minute, I'm definitely in control. I can achieve. And then of course you get into all of those uh, tidbits, right? We've got Zig Ziglar back in the day, he was telling us that it's your attitude that determines your altitude, right? It's not your aptitude that determines your altitude, it's your attitude. So thanks to Zig Ziglar for that. But we've got other other people who wrote incredible books like Norman Vincent Peale, right? The uh, Power of Positive Thinking. And this lady, for me, was the catalyst for change. So there I am, I'm meditating in the evening, I'm meditating in the morning, I'm dedicating sometimes as little as five minutes a day on this vision, me attaining this vision. And before the end of that fall semester, I was at the college that I had envisioned. I ended up going with a friend to check out a college. I'm not going to name which college it was. It just was a fantastic opportunity for me to check out a college and it ended up being a replica of what I had created in my mind. So the power of creative visualization is something that is achievable by anyone, anywhere, anytime. I encourage you to use it. I encourage you to go out and buy the book. Shakti Gawain, I'm sure would love me, but I'm not getting paid to talk to you about this. I just wanna let you know that there's a whole culture out there of people who are believing that they can achieve And if you can believe it, you can achieve it. I firmly believe that. So thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next time. 